Doobie doo. All right. Now the now the mic's good. Everyone's great. Hey, hey, everybody. What's up? It's a stop and start. It's a scuba sighting again. It is. And Maybe. it's a rye. There's Me? a wild well, rye. And... I, wild rye. That's kind of scary. I don't know if I want to deal with a wild rye. Aww. But a rye guy might be worth dealing with. Can you deal with me, people? Hopefully you can. Oh, hopefully you missed him. Hopefully you missed me. If not, I'll just, just keep on talking until you do. So That works. That yeah. works. Hey, welcome back. It's Scuba and the Rye. This Hi, is guys. episode 124, 124 of our weekly uh, chit-chat about movies and entertainment and life in general. Everything in between. So it's a free, it's just a re reset that expectation. This is a free form conversational podcast. We're just going to talk about what we talk about. Kind of think of this as a relaunch of Scuba and the Rye because we've been away for a couple of months. Yes. Had a lot of adventures over the summer. Uh, hiatus and a recharged with some new things and other things. Yep. Some other simmering things, but oh, yeah. it's all part of the summer thing and summer flings and all that vibe yep yep so uh trying a couple of new things new form little f new format new release stuff so bear with us have fun and we'll just uh keep on rolling yes so it's been a fun summer don't you think right yeah it's been a big big fun summer so you know putting the notes together for this uh, return of the podcast it you know it, it gave me a lot to add in there that, that we can talk about you know, from our su summer travels and stuff and other things, uh, movies, comics, and, you know, still random odds and ends here and there. But we've had some hit the road. Both of us hit the road, but head in two different directions. Yeah, you went south to Miami, Florida. I went north to Watertown, New York. Yes, sir. So down south, it's hot, like it's hot everywhere. But, you know, hit Florida. There was around the Memorial Day weekend. So traveled to Florida because my nephew was graduating for high school. So turned that into a vacation. So we went down, traveled down to Florida, Miami. So we did Miami Beach for a couple days. Then I took uh, my girlfriend down to, she'd never been, to the Florida Keys. So I promised the second time we would go to Florida, we would do the Florida Keys. So we did a couple days down in the Keys. Had a lot of fun down there. Um, got to take her to Robbie's, which is this little uh, pier where you can feed the tarpons and get attacked by pelicans if they so happen to attack you or just chill with pictures. If you see my Facebook, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Key West was fun. Um, got to visit all the all the hot spots. My uh, my favorite spot I, we visited a couple times was Cuban Coffee Queen. I don't really like coffee, but their coffee is stupendous. Okay. Um, got to go to the Key West Lighthouse, walked around uh, Duval Street, hit up the shops, uh, did go to Margaritaville, got my dad a hat because he asked me to. couple of the restaurants down there. Went to the oldest restaurant in Key West called Pepe's. It was really good food. Did the tourist thing, went to the southernmost point. have pictures on my Instagram if you follow me there. Um, and then the cool thing I didn't know, maybe I should have known, is that you can walk around with a drink in your hand because they had a bar near the southernmost point and they were giving out margaritas. And I asked the lady, just, you know, curious. It's like, okay, for me, walk around with this drink in my hand. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Okay. So I told her to add in extra tequila. So I had more fun walking around. So, yeah. So other than that, also, we've I got to visit our mutual friend, Craig. Um, he lives in Florida, so every time I've managed to go to Florida, we've found time to hang out. And the, the middle point, because he lives in Tampa, so the middle point is Naples. So cross the alligator, uh, alligator way to get over there. We actually went to the Naples Botanical Gardens, which is very, very, a uh, lot, a lot of floral there. So it was really good. 
and then did the graduation, came back, and most summer has been concerts, summer shenanigans with films. I went to a lot of concerts because, you know, uh, haven't been to concerts a lot. So once they started coming back, I went full force. So four oh, yeah. concerts, four concerts since the last time we podcast. So it was a variety of music. First show was at the Pavilion in Portsmouth. Uh, R&B singer uh, goes by the name of her. Uh, was really good. First R&B concert I've ever been to, and I was blown away. She's one of the most talented musicians I've seen on stage. He played every instrument. Um, second concert we saw, go back to the 90s, uh, Jewel and Train. If people familiar with the 90s knows about Jewel, and then Train is a very uh, alternative soft rock band. Changed it up a little bit. Uh, went to a country concert, Luke Bryan. Everybody knows Luke Bryan from American Idol if you've watched that, but he's really good in concert. And then ended it off at least until the next concert I go to after this. Um, another 90s. Uh, boy band people might be familiar with Backstreet Boys you may be familiar with them put on it's kind of funny it's like when I go to some of these concerts I'm very timid it's like is it going to be that Backstreet Boys concert it was really good they it was pretty much them for like two and a half hours so really? yeah but they have they have a lot of material so they went on for a while so and then just uh, just uh, summer shenanigans uh, on the beach. I've been frequently seeing the zoo again because I have a membership. So I've been posting photos from my shenanigans there. They are opening up a new exhibit at the zoo this fall. It's a turtle oasis at oh, the nice. old sea lion exhibit. So that look forward to that. And then that's it. That's pretty much it. And I'll get into the rest of the stuff with movies and shenanigans later. Which but, we'll do. Other than heading south, you went north. Yes, I What's went up? north. What's up there in the great state of New York? Well, upstate. before I do that, I want to take a minute and talk about a couple of a couple of housekeeping things. Okay. Number one, rewind. Hey, uh, want to shout out and thank you to Sirenscape for all the background music and soundboards you can hear. Like if we're quiet for a minute, you should hear some some a uh, uh, musician in the background. <laughs> thank you, Sirenscape. Very groovy in its way. Very yeah. serendipitous. So, yeah, you can check out sirenscape.com and check out their online uh, player, which is great for if you're running uh, tabletop games virtually or in-house. A lot of various options. One of the things I just got to take a minute to talk about is, as we're sitting here getting ready for this, I've, I was setting up Sirenscape. We've been using it for about two, two almost three years. Yeah. Pretty, right. most great of, company great most people. of the podcast running time yeah 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 so we've been using that for the backgrounds well you know for the longest time i'd only hear it off of the computer that had the player where i would i would select my options on one computer and it would play on another computer and then we'd hear the sound okay i very rarely would actually hear the sound this whole time we've been getting ready in our pre pre-show stuff i've been hearing the music through sirenscape uh through the web web interface because it looks like they just updated their website a bit and come to find out it's playing on my on both computers i just have to adjust <laughs> the volume on one a year of using this app they haven't done that now they got this new feature where it works so hey i just hey love it some sometimes it happens that way you don't notice a feature until months down the road oh yeah maybe even years but hey you found it so now it's there. go check them out. And hey, if you're going to Gen Con, you'll probably see a couple of the guys from Sirenscape at Gen Con. All right. Check so, them out. Yep. Gen Con is up. So yeah. Okay. So now that I did that plug. We go from the south plug later. to the north. Yeah. I went north. I went to Watertown, New York. Uh, took a family vacation up there. First time I've done a, va a vacation in years. It's been a while. I know it, you were talking. Yeah. 
Um, went and stayed with a friend's uh, parents out on their property. It's like two, two and a half, two and a half acres right there all overlooking one of the rivers. And it was great because it was mild, 75, 78 degrees, no humidity. The entire two weeks we were up there every night uh, for the first week, it was a big old campfire and cocktails and the kids running around on ATVs and stuff. So <laughs> that sounds like fun. It was great. It, it, it was great. We got a lot of great videos for that. We got one where it was like a, a herd of deer had run across the back half of the property. Uh, I think my I think my wife posted that on her uh, Instagram and Facebook. But uh, one of the deer tripped and fell. <laughs> oh, <laughs> got why? So why? For why? I don't know. I don't know, but it, overall it was fun. I mean, it was relaxing. It was chill. It was it was great. I did do some work. I, I wasn't complete, uh, complete beach bum, lack of a better term. I was more of a beach bum, but hey, I had a beach right there. So yeah, well, I mean, I still did a little bit of work. Stuff, <laughs> Miami people, but, Miami. You know, it is what it is. Uh, probably one of my favorite things is every morning I woke up and I looked across the looked across the river and could wave at Canada. We were that close to the Canadian border. Yeah, I remember right seeing that photo. Room. I was like, dang, uh, he, uh, our mutual friend wasn't lying. He lived that close to Canada. Oh, yeah. There's a couple of places you could drive right across the right across the border. It's like, cool. So I'll keep that in mind when I roll up to Collingwood because it looks like I'm I'm working on going to Collingwood for a work function in September. So that should be hopefully that happens. Yes. Well, right now I'm just waiting for my passport to come to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you can't cross the border without that little thing no, no, called a passport. Unless you're, New unless you're a New York State resident. Mm. New York State residents, their driver, they have an option for an enhanced driver's license that uh, works the same way as a passport just for crossing over to Canada because so many cross the border like that. So that's an interesting little tidbit. That's interesting. But oh, that's yeah. cool. That's a cool uh, random knowledge to know. Oh, yeah. But bottom line after this trip up there it's like i want to get a cottage up there and make that a regular vacation spot to spend a couple spend some of the hot summer weeks in front instead of spending the hot miserable summer in virginia let me go north and where it's chill yep you know you know if you can do it definitely do it because you know if it's a it's, it's a good way to escape to have some place to escape to you go north i escape south so there's always a you know it's always good to have a spot to oh, yeah. go to it is and I, the, it's starting to get that in for camping because i took all my camping gear up there to sort out what gear i had what gear i needed and kind of see okay where do i want to go with camping because i haven't done it i used to i used to love being outdoors i just don't do enough of it because hey i work in it yeah <laughs> it and outdoors aren't exactly mutually ex work together you it's know one of those things where it doesn't really connect no yeah. no doesn't really no so but now i'm looking and, and as such i've gotten into okay i have a right i have a jeep wrangler i want to go camping again so now i'm looking for camper trailers i can use with my wrangler which basically means i'm going to want to get into what they call overlanding which is basically you you hook up the wrangler you hook up a, a trailer or you and you turn your wrangler or you turn your wrangler into an rv which you could totally do with aftermarket parts and you basically just drive into the wilderness and camp. There you go. So That's I have been binging a lot of different videos on YouTube for overlanding and teardrop trailers to try to see what I want to do with that and see how that goes. So that might be some content that's coming. 
uh, for for that because I know I don't have a whole lot of content I put out. I've been, you know, kind of away from that game, but uh, I got a couple of things in the works. One of them is I've got this new, I just paid off my Jeep. That's always so a plus. I yeah. bought a, ra a roof rack for the Jeep. There you go. And this is one of those tube styles that bolts to the frame of the Jeep, not just the top. Yeah, that's good. So that's supposed to arrive. But here's the thing. It's a discontinued item. So I want to preface that off the top. They don't make it anymore. But when I was trying to figure out, okay, how does this whole thing go together? Okay. I couldn't find a YouTube video for it. Interesting. Most I could get is a little media flash from the manufacturer on it, but no <laughs> instruction. So I'm Ouch. like, you know what? I'm going to figure something out and I'm going to, I'll probably shoot a video of me putting this thing together on my Jeep. Cause I already know I have to modify my bumper. I have to make sure all the parts fit together. And then I have to look at what am I going to do for some pieces that I think I need that are not a part of this initial kit. There you go. But I can't say I bought the whole thing. Uh, part of my education, <laughs> I should say, my education. Learning something trip. there, Scoo. Learning spent something. two weeks learning how to shop from my friend's dad, who it's an interesting mindset because he it, it's used to, okay, I need it. I want it. I'm going to buy it right now. Yeah. It has, how fast can I get it? And the thing is, you pay for that. Yeah. He was kind of getting me into the mindset of, do, do I need it now? No, I can wait. Then I could save a few bucks because now I'm searching and finding ways to where I get the cheapest deal, even if it might take a few extra days to get said item. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes so, the patience is the key. Yeah, so this roof rack was one of those first examples of that. It was I was searching eBay and all these other places. I found it. It looked like it was a good price. I ordered it, learned some things after ordering it initially. Um, but, you know, we'll get into that at another point. But that's all part of this. Now I want to look at overlanding and, and camping and getting back outside to see how that helps with my overall health concerns. Oh, yeah. You know, being more active means more mobile. More mobile means I'm more fit. More fit means I might be around this mortal coil just a tad bit longer. Just a little bit longer. A little bit. A little bit. You know, move that finger up an inch. You know, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's totally what's yep. up. And, totally you know, with up. camping, you can definitely practice in this area with a lot of different places here. You know. Oh, yeah. I get... got a whole bunch of stuff from New for uh, Newport News. So I'm yeah. going to check Newport News out. I'm looking at the Shenandoah. I'm looking at the fact that I've got a couple of road trips coming up in the, in September where I'm going to look to drive with yep. my Jeep. And it's like I might just do a little practicing while I'm doing that and think, OK, if I took this doing here, what would I need for X, Y and Z? In fact, there's a, one that we're going to go. There's a there's an RV kind of sale or uh, event a couple of weeks from now here in, in, in Hampton that we're going to go check out just to kind of see. Because, oh. you know. Yep. Speaking of RV shows, they do have one regularly in Virginia Beach around February, March. Yes. So that was canceled for 2022, yeah. but it is looking to be back in 2023. Yeah. I did look that up. I'm looking forward to checking that yeah. out. Just add that on your deck since you are starting to look at RVs. So well, that looking out for you, Scoot. And events and yeah. shows. Yeah. It's like, you know. Superstar Anime is next weekend here. So okay. I'm definitely looking forward to going to do that. So, and then... Yeah, that's the only one because, you know, money is 
has inflation. to go somewhere else. I mean, we're what dealing with the be the highest rate of inflation in forty some odd years or fifty some odd years or whatever, depending on which news outlet you listen to. Yeah, but no, it's more uh, you know, inflation is what it is, but it's more uh, tuition is coming up, so can't oh, go to right. a lot of can't go classes yeah, starting yeah. again. So I can't go to a lot of things. I mean, I can you know I can manage my money, but you know I try to budget wisely. Actually, so. I actually got a new app for that. I was looking at um, a friend of mine was telling me about a. Uh, I need to learn about this app. What are you talking about? It's Scoot? called Truebill. Truebill. It, it, it's about to change its name, but okay, it, it's called Truebill. It's by it's part of the Rocket uh, group. Okay. Um, but you've seen some of the ads about this. This is supposedly one of those things that allows you to kind of collate all of your various accounts. Okay. Right? Like you know, you and I, we we do a lot of streaming, so mm -hmm. we've got a lot of different streaming accounts: Disney, Hulu, yep. Netflix, Crunchyroll, after these other things. Yeah. And sometimes you're paying for stuff. You're not really paying since you're paying for it. And then, so you have multiple accounts. So this is an app that allows you to collate it all together and kind of look at budgeting and then do things like, um, like I have a feature right now where it says, uh, I could potentially get two of my, have them negotiate on my behalf to lower two of my monthly bills okay. to where they're not quite so crazy. So Lot interesting that I'm liking it because it's kind of helped me see because I have a couple of credit cards I can't view easily. This is pulling it all into one place. I mean, there's a lot of different apps that go out there and do that. Mint did it for a while. I tried that. wasn't wasn't too bad. But I'm liking the uh, so far. I'm liking uh, Truebill. The reason I say they're about to change the name is an email came out from their CEO not uh, just a couple days ago, uh, letting everybody know that hey, they are changing their name to Rocket billing or where they're going to still offer the same stuff but yeah. they're just changing their name because of their part of the rocket group so yeah it makes sense you know keep it keep it cohesive but so far i'm liking it because it allows me to really kind of see okay monthly spending and all that in a much more graphic interface oh yeah i mean i have i have my my, my tools i do that i have like a, a spreadsheet i keep track of the major bills but you know that is definitely a good way to keep things when you have apps like the Truebill and Mint Mobile and all that stuff. Yeah, so we'll we'll see in a couple of months see if I can get some more of the uh, more momentum because if I want to buy another piece of property and I really need to get some stuff tightened up. Yeah. To cover Tight. the cover the Tight. cost of two you know. two property locations, let alone buying a camper. Oh, yeah. I gotta be honest with it. Even if and if I built I could build my own, which I'm not 100% comfortable with doing, or I could buy one. And if I buy one, I'm still looking at anywhere from eighteen to thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. For a teardrop trailer that works with my Jeep, or an overlanding trailer, or something like that that works with a small vehicle for going out there. Not like you know the big freaking fifth wheels you see, where when you go out to a campground that has RVs, these giant trailers. Yeah. We're not even to talk about how much those <laughs> cost. They are what they are. <laughs> but it would mean I'd have to change vehicles, which yeah. the plan is to buy a new vehicle at some point. But it's the I kind of want to stay with the Jeep family and get a Gladiator. Yeah, I know you were looking at that before. But if I want, depending on what camper I get is what vehicle I would have to get. So you're getting a camper to tow or? 
I'm thinking the tow. I mean, yeah, you could go the route of the Class A or the Class B, which is basically you drive it. It's its own vehicle and all of that. Yeah. Or, you know, get the trailer and hook on, go to your thing, unhook. I mean. Yeah, I know my, my dad has the camper that sits on the truck. So Yeah. Those are definitely an option. Those come come a long way, too. Now, yeah. my sister sold me a camper, an old camper that I'd have to ret retrofit and re... Not, to re not retrofit. Renovate. There you go. Complete, <laughs> it's a complete gut job. It to be completely renovated. <coughs> Excuse me. Still got that nasty cough from January. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I'd have to check that out. And I was talking with uh, my friends up in New York. And we were going through. And it's like, my sister's going to go and check on it. And it's like, look, check. And if there's this kind of damage, just take the damn thing to a dump and get rid of it. Because... I'm not going to drop three, four thousand dollars just to fix a roof leak on a, a 1970s trailer. Yeah, it's one of those things where, it, you know, when when you think about fixing stuff, it's like it costs more to fix it than just to replace or get something different. So, you know, yeah, it's that cost, cost efficiency. That and older trailers are heavier and whatnot. I'm not different sure materials with my Jeep. So yeah. you protect the Jeep, protect the ride. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Plus, you know, more modern, cooler things. Yeah. But modernization uh, has more adaptability. Yeah. So. so that was the major trip. Plus, of course, my son graduated high school. Yep. And he went off and joined the army. So he's currently in boot camp. He's been calling us every week. He gets like 30 minutes to chat on his phone uh, every Sunday. Okay. So, But his graduation's coming up in the or first part of September. So I'm going to go out, drive out to see that. Yep. And the thing is, I'm making that interesting road trip because I have an aunt and uncle who are close by. So I reached out to them and said, hey, I uh, got this going on. Would you would any recommend any good places to stay or would you be open to having a couple of house guests for a couple of days? That, they said, yeah, we wouldn't mind house. We'd love to have house guests. So it's like starting to work that deal out. That's good. You know, get to visit some family relatives. So, oh, yes. and pair of relatives I don't see all that often yeah. and it's like you know hey I'm driving out there you know let me hang out with family yep hang out with family get to see the 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 graduation from boot camp and then onward onward and upward yeah. and then it's Collingwood and passports and that fun thing which I'm still working out the logistics on that oh yeah so hopefully that like I said goes through you get to travel to uh Canada oh Canada yep you get to travel to Canada hang out there it'll be fun yeah, so. uh, lots of shenanigans. Yeah, uh, different work projects and whatnot. We brought a couple of habits back from New York, like uh, Friday night, Saturday night cocktails around the campfire. Hey, there's nothing wrong with a good cocktail. So. Oh, no, 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 no. We got the whole setup, yep. whole mixer is set up. Oh, yeah, I, I, love, I love a good drink in a mixed drink. I added a new mixed drink to my palate of ones I like to drink. What's that? Uh, so I uh, went to a, a wedding. Uh, in in the summer shenanigans and I like orange crushes and margaritas and mojitos my other mixed drinks I like but then I added a new one that I tried at the wedding which is a tequila sunrise so yeah that's my new uh, drink in rotation if I go out somewhere nice so, yeah nice because I was like I saw uh, a, you know one of the family members get one I was like what's that it's like it's tequila sunrise and it's like all right I'll go try it and I was like hmm I already like tequila so it already added an awesome palette to it so you know hey hey that works yes you know cocktail. that works yeah. 
Yeah, I think we're, ours is mainly rum and uh, Cat Morgan and, yeah. and Bacardi. Yeah, I, I stay away from the, the, the dark liquors. They're they're not really my friends. Yeah, so. is, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of what we did. So, no. but, you know. Yeah, however it works. We so. did see quite a few different wineries and distilleries up in New York. We didn't get to visit any, but there was one my, one my wife really wanted to go and check out. And the reason why she wanted to check it out is because they had a sign that said moonshine slushies. Hey, there's, there's nothing wrong with the moonshine. Mix it with the slushy makes it even better. Yeah, so that next year we'll we'll do a few more uh little more little more little more touristy things. Oh yeah. I'll definitely uh maybe hit a winery or two at some point. Uh not too many. Well, one not... of the things I got when I was doing were my I got a, a visitor package or a okay. travel package for Newport News. Yeah. And one of them was a, a, a list of all the wineries and breweries in, in in Hampton Roads to visit. So I think you and I might have to sit down and like, all right, been there, been there, been there, haven't been there, haven't been there. They, they're if good. It, they yeah. suck. If it's local, then I've been to most of them, except for there's one. There's a couple that I haven't been. I'll have to show you this list, yeah. see if that matches up with your, what your yeah. thought is. Yeah. So uh, definitely, if it's ones that I haven't been to, then I'm down with doing it. It's not too far of a drive. But, you know, I plan to at least go to some wineries, um, you know, every other month or every once a month. Not trying to build up my collection. I already have a lot. Just try new things. Um, have to see how things play out. Yeah. I mean, I've got some... I want to get some credit card debt paid off before I start getting too crazy. Oh, yeah. Just working on some house projects. Um, yeah, but uh, keep it keep it down low. Like, even though don't go to wineries, a lot of a lot of places around here to visit. I've been going to farmhouse a lot more, you know, because they that's that's my spot. But mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, just uh, looking forward to some knee deep in books. But school's around around the corner for me. But yeah. hey. But anyways, some hey, other let's summer. Let's get on to it. Uh, so we got some stuff to chat about. I know yeah, yeah. you've got a lot of stuff to chat oh, yeah. about. Yeah. Well, it seems like a lot, but I can wrap it in. And, you know, I'm pretty good at wrapping hey, it in. Hey, no need to rush or stress. No, no rush. But I know how to make the fluidity for you people. For you. All right. Yeah. So, so it's uh, been we a, don't have a, a review per se. It's a, a lot of. Um, yeah, it's a lot of films. So I thought it would be best just to do like, since we went on break for the summer and coming back near the tail end of summer, everybody knows summer is known as the blockbuster season. Mm -hmm. So a lot of films dropped uh, during the summer. A lot of good ones. A lot of so-so ones. But it's been the one thing I can emphasize about this summer. It's been the return of the blockbusters. So people have been actually going out the films mm -hmm. and the films have been making the money. And actually what is good is that good films have been making money and good films have been recognized. One of the ones that pretty much a lot of people have seen because they made a lot of money is Top Gun Maverick. So at this moment, the last time I checked is at 1.3 billion worldwide. It's funny how Tom Cruise has got a very illustrious career yeah. in filmmaking, in filmmaking. Yeah. right? I mean, he's been a guy, he's been doing it since the 80s. Yeah. He's got quite a few franchises under his belt, or it, most notably right now is the Mission Impossible franchise. Yes. And he's done a lot of hit and miss films, but it's funny, if you watch his body of work before Top Gun, the first one, he was it was kind of the rom-com hilarity. Yep. It wasn't, it wasn't Risky Business before Top Gun? Risky Business. Yep. Cocktail is one of my favorites of his early work. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and it's, uh, and he, of course, he was in Legend, which is like if you're a geek and fantasy genre, that's definitely like one of your go to ones. To be honest, I don't think I've ever actually sat and watched that one, but I'm well aware of it. Yeah. Because Tim Curry is a great villain, no matter what, what media you <laughs> see him in. Yeah. Um, and, then you start looking at after Top Gun, he got into the blockbuster stuff. Yeah, he got in a lot of the big things, obviously. Especially working with Jerry Brockheimer yeah. and, and, and um, Michael Bay. He got into some really interesting stuff. Yeah, he got into a wide variety of things. So, you know, noticeable, the Mission Possible films, you know, you got the Spielberg movies with Minority Report and War of the Worlds. Um, he done one of the my uh, one of the most underrated movies, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which I think is a phenomenal film. Edge of Tomorrow was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely it's uh, that was just bad marketing. Why not a lot of people went to go see it? But if he did see it, it was good. Had a great catchphrase: yep. "Live, die, repeat." Live, die, repeat, and he literally lived, died, and repeated. But um, anyway, yeah, but, but yeah. yeah, but so all of that, and then we look at the fact Top Gun Maverick is the film that has hands down made him the most money per film. Yeah, it's the most anything money. Anything else he's done up until that point. Even the Mission Impossible ones. Yeah, and yeah. he's running that franchise like whether Which up to like 15 uh, now. Yeah, something like that. But I know that he's filming the two the final two back to back right now, which the first part drops next year. So, looking forward to that. But yeah, Top Gun highlights the summer season because of how much money it made and actually it's like the trigger for the summer season. Like that's the movie that brought everybody back to the theater because after that uh, all films uh give or take made money here and there. Um, everything from uh, Jurassic World Dominion, which it was so-so to me, but it made its money. Um, uh, Thor Did we talk about Jurassic World Dominion? No, it was it's during the summer break. That one, let's take a minute on that one, because I saw okay. that one in theater, and I'm planning to buy it just because I'm a completionist for my digital collection. But I gotta be honest with you, that movie bored me to tears. Yeah, we had a conversation when we did your, your son's dinner, how, you know, that movie... It was, it, what it what it was was not what what people really wanted. You wanted a movie about dinosaurs, but it went left field, pretty much. I don't mind. I, I mean, the left field part, but it just it did not. It it felt like it catered more to the nostalgia. It way catered to the nostalgia by just um, bringing and, in people. And, 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 but it. I got. I have to agree. The 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 organic nature in which. The Jurassic World cast and the Jurassic Park cast came together. It was fairly organic. It made sense. It was great. Yeah. But when you look at the movie as a whole, it's kind of... It's kind of a hodgepodge of mixture of uh, promises and disappointment. That's how I called it. But, you know, even so, it, it's made its money. And it's just a proven fact that, you know, nostalgia can bring people to the theaters. Yeah. So I, it's just, I was, yeah. it was very dull. But, it was, to me, it felt like if that movie went straight to streaming, I don't think they would have lost money. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. But um, yeah, it, this, this uh, summer has been a good mixed bag of a variety and variety making money. Um, How was Black Phone? Black Phone. Uh, you speak about Black Phone. That leads into my other topic of, you know, of the of the movie season so far. So Black Phone, as I've mentioned to you off the off the air, is Black Phone is my favorite movie of the year so far. I think it's a phenomenal tale of how you write 
tension, horror, and character all in one. And horror is becoming one of my favorite genres again. And it's not because of the traditional horror and the jump no, scares and the stuff. No, really coming yeah. with some stuff that really yeah. gets you thinking where it's yeah. like, if you were to take that scenario, yeah. I mean, it would not be nearly as traumatic. You yeah. add in the flair of the fantastical, which is, let's be fair, that's what Hollywood makes their money doing. Yeah. Making mundane into fantastical. And we take these mundane scenarios that we take for granted and somebody finds a way to, to put it on its head. And next thing you know, you're sitting there questioning whether or not your decisions to go do certain things are all that smart. Because yeah. you never know if there's somebody who's really going to be out there but yeah but um that threw me off for a second but yeah um the black phone it's it's a great a mixture of both um horror coming of age and like you said the fantastical in a way that it builds up the characters builds the tension and leads to a satisfying conclusion to where you are um you feel the full journey of of the film like okay. the characters are strong the kid characters are strong uh ethan hawk plays um the 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 person that he called the grabber because it's a child abduction movie and he is terrifying just in his minimal expressions and his use of both uh physical mannerisms and the masks and it just culminates into a not going to spoil anything to a situation where it pays off everything that was building up. I have, like, to, I have to say, though, yeah. if you watched him in Moon Knight yeah. and then you heard about this film, it's not a big leap. No, he's a, he's a phenomenal actor. I got to be honest, the lot I don't remember a, a lot, a lot. I don't remember a lot of his early work and the what little bits I do remember he did not come across nearly as psychological as he no, does he's in Moon Knight. And then I haven't seen this, but given what you're saying about this yeah. and given the performance yeah. I saw in Moon Knight. It's a phenomenal and it's like it showcases his his range of acting, everything from training day to uh, boyhood oh, to this. Right. He was training. Yeah. He was in training. He's opposite Denzel. Um, but yeah, he's done a lot of stuff, but like these two roles have showcased how strong and gifted of an actor he is. And it's just, it tops my list of the, of the best five films so far this year, no order. So black phone is for me, my favorite one so far of this year, everything everywhere, all at once, which was the, uh, movie, uh, with all the multiversal shenanigans, another original pick people complain about originality. That's an original film that's actually been profitable and done well. Nice. Top Gun Maverick, which we already talked about. The Northman, another original film that's done very well. Um, uh, Robert uh, Eggers, if you know his name, you'll know his greatness in Coda. So, you know, this this the summer highlights the overall year so far of the variety of different things. And the fact that regardless of what happened, theaters is still... A good place to go experience fun with film. Oh yeah, and the theaters aren't going yeah. away. No, they're not going away. And just to add tid note, I read a report. I think it's Hollywood Reporter Variety saying July, uh, this July 2022 is the first time uh, uh, that a month has crossed a billion dollars at the box office since the pandemic. So it's back. You know, the box office is back, baby, as like they like to say. Nice, so, nice. But speaking of box office, isn't all that. <laughs> We, we, we have another milestone in-house with us, and that is you've been doing your website, ryreviews.com, for 
10 years now. Yeah, August marks 10 years, and my first review uh, was uh, Haywire, which was the Gina Carano movie that I posted at uh, August, at the end of August of, t of 2012. So, Congratulations. yeah. Congratulations. 10 years of Rye Reviews. Yes. So, so all the stuff we talk about, go to ryereviews.com. In the yeah. in the description, all that. Yeah. Check out all his reviews, his thoughts, yeah. his lists. And speaking of lists, I am going to go back just to do some kind of anniversary thing. I'm going to go back and revamp my top ten favorites list because I've seen ten years worth of film. That list has probably changed. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. But another thing I'm going to add, which uh I have a few lists out there, ten best action, best stuff, this one that I don't have out there, which I think I should have at that, is my top ten favorite directors of all time. So look forward to that posted sometime this month. And we'll talk about it later at some point. All right. So we're gonna shift from the big budget Hollywood to the small budget. Yep. So small budget ish but you know uh that's the or the or the small screen and that and some of the tv stuff going on yep so it's been not only blockbuster but it's been a big burning on the on the tv platform for a variety of reasons oh, yeah i mean we had boys season three we had stranger things season three or season four four season four stranger yep. things in two parts yep we had which i haven't watched the new season of Stranger Things, I haven't because it's it's it. I haven't felt so inclined, but the buzz that came out on the music side was just hilarious to me. Yes, that is great. I mean, if you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. That that bit where they were where they played the guy did the cover of Metallica's uh, Enter Sandman or Master Ma of Puppets. Yeah, Master of Puppets. Master Puppets, and then the listening to the fact that, because, all right, so while we were in New York, my friend's uh, siblings and their significant others, one of them got married just prior to get, getting up there, so congrats to him. Yeah. Um, they, they binged and watched all of Stranger Things as a group every night for like a week, and they finally got, and they got through it all. Um, but it was while they're doing that, it's like I'm listening, looking at my news feed and I see a comment about Metallica's Enter uh, Master of Puppets is back on the charts and gotten a huge renaissance of listening. And that's a song that came out 30 years ago. It's it's by far like I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm, I I listen to Metallica and I enjoy them, but when I heard when I I'm a big Stranger Things fan. When I heard him play that in the show, I was just like, "You played the best song from Metallica. You rock!" It was awesome when he played that song oh, in yeah, the show. Oh yeah, it was a great yeah. sequence. I haven't I've seen bits and pieces, but the the fact that we're and and it's like 30 years since that song came out initially yep. and now it's back and it's like getting this revamp so it, i thought that i from stranger things i thought that was probably one of the best kind of happy uh collateral things that had come up from a series <laughs> when it's like i was lamenting before like i listened to classic rock and when i was listening to classic rock as a kid it play it, it was playing certain music and Metallica was on the modern rock channel. 
now I listen to classic rock and Metallica's in ACDC and all them are in the mix for classic rock. Yeah, it makes you well. Yeah, we are getting old. Oh my goodness, people. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. It's 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 just cool that even when you got you know that that you know that age on the song, it still can be re uh, relatable in the zeitgeist if it's done in the proper manner. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what I think is great because when you look at uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and some of the others where they're playing older music, yep, as it fits into the story, it's bringing that music back up to the forefront. Yeah, and you know, really good. And the fact that we have our streaming platforms, Spotify and Apple Music, you can you know grab to it and you know grab that, and also with the way that the music plays on the platforms, it can lead into other stuff that, and experience similar stuff to it. It's true. Um, gotta talk about the boy season three with Jensen Eccles, a soldier boy. That was crazy. That was the most insane season, but I think by far one of the best seasons of TV that I've seen outside of Stranger Things, but I'm kind of biased. But Jensen Eccles as soldier boy was phenomenal. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to what they do in season four. And like I mentioned, but that's on Amazon yeah, Prime yeah. if you've been under a rock and don't know how the boys is. But. <laughs> But uh, check that out. Yeah, I am looking forward to season four. I'm kind of scared. What's going to happen? Not going to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it. But if once if you've seen it, you know, you so, know. Uh, Umbrella Academy. I have not watched that, but I keep hearing about the dance off in the last season. Oh yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, the Footloose dance off. Yeah, the Footloose dance off. Yeah, Footloose. Do do. It's in the first episode. Just uh, really. Yeah. It's kind of funny how it comes off because you don't expect it to happen, and okay. it and it just kind of even though I told you you're you're really not gonna you're gonna still be like what really yeah yeah it's kind of funny how it happens but it just kind of sets the tone for the season, um uh, and it does do the re recycling of a similar plot but like each season each season it's an own encompassing story so it does the same thing where it you know ends but there's something more okay yeah so um peaky blinders yeah they they wrapped up the full series with this final season okay um did it end well did, was it worth it because i know you i know this is one you've been following since it came out yes i've been watching this for a few years and um it it was a it was a it was a bittersweet end really um it was it had a lot of convenient you know plot driven things how it ended but it's based on a tr on on true events so kind of and it kind of it, it does what it does because that's how it does it but you know it it's a, it was bittersweet just because it ended okay and it's kind of like when the last kingdom ended it's just like dang i've been with these characters for years now i got to move on to something new so. There's always something new. Yeah, there's always something new. Um, so let's talk about Miss Marvel, one of the Disney, one of the newer, Dis the newest uh, Marvel Disney Plus series. I'd be honest, I haven't sat and watched this one yet. I think I've watched part of one episode because my friend threw it on uh, the TV uh, one day while we were in New York, and I hadn't. It, some of the context wasn't there, but there was a this. This is a show that's kind of like one of those. If you've watched it, you you know. But it was one that was like the least watched yeah. Disney Plus show. Yeah, and they says there's they said there's a lot of reasons because of the overlap with Obi Wan, and Fair. that's probably 
and you know it's a newer character so not a people were familiar with it and that's why uh, disney has decided to do a couple things with their future episodes they moved she hawk up a few weeks and moved andor down a four weeks so there's no overlap so i don't know but you know miss marvel is actually it was actually one of my favorites so far it's actually out of all the disney plus shows it's my it's my number two which moon knight's my number one it's just the, now, for as far as the marvel shows or disney plus marvel on? marvel disney plus shows okay so it's my number two because it's just there's this family element that you know it focuses on uh, on the pakistani culture and stuff but great writing happens is even if it's an unrelated culture to yours if you can still relate to the character and the dynamic it makes everything very fruitful and they do a great job of mixing in you know a culture that i don't know much about but also making it relatable I with like how the I, superhero I element i like I, I really do appreciate and like how they're doing that with yeah they did that with moon knight and focusing I on love moon knight i love moon knight yeah i i'm sh imagine they're gonna do just as well they did just as well with that from what you're saying yeah. for uh pakistani culture yeah. and again i like how we're branching out away yeah. from the traditional european or eastern or 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 american style or yeah. north america european cultures we're going into some of these other regions yes yeah. yeah and which it have just does a great job rich cultural history and cultural uh influence because uh, uh on a lot of other places so yeah. i think that's really great yeah. uh, one of my favorite things about watching the marvel assembled uh documentary series that's they put out a new episode each time one of these shows or movies comes out going into that background and going into yeah. the decisions they made to put the, for these people to be doing these shows. So yeah. I thought that I think it was really great. Yeah. And of course the big one for Disney plus for the summer was Obi-Wan. Yep. That and, was amazing. Yeah. I never got, I uh, never asked you what you thought about the full series as a whole. Well, now we, now we can talk about oh, yeah. that. So um, you go first. I, it, I was, I was happy with the whole thing. Uh, more so when you get into some of the background stuff, like seeing Hayden Christensen come back to the franchise. That was great. We know we know he got a lot of hate for his portrayal of Anakin. Yeah. And he kind of walked away from acting as a whole because of all the all, all, all the all the feedback. Yeah. Even though um, he's a great actor, if you've ever seen Shattered Glass, check it out. He, he's a very good actor, which is why he got picked for the role to begin with. Because, yeah. you know, he obviously had some talent. Yeah. Um. Both, uh, virtually all the Star Wars actors have gone on to have very successful careers. Yeah. But I was glad to see him come back, and actually, he brought you know more gravitas to it in these well, six episodes. Thing, one of the things that was said was he actually sat and watched the entire Clone Wars, and for the act, and and listened to the way that actor portrayed Anakin as for the rise up through to the fall so uh, he took some of that in and i think it was great to see this version of vader that is just so it, it, i was listening i was listening to another podcast and it was like you know vader is a villain that came that was we first saw in 1977 yep and he has not been changed not at all in in 40 years the costume has been improved where, you know, the little more for the construction materials, but the costume hasn't changed. Yeah. His whole thing has not changed. 
and I he comes on the scene and it is just I was blown away by how yeah. much gravitas he brought in. Yeah, it's very much so. Very much so. And I like and one of the things I also like is when they did the flashback sequences. Spoiler, they do a couple of flashback sequences. Yep. They didn't de-age the actors. Mm -mm. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I noticed it. They didn't de-age it, which I think I... I know some people were were, were taken aback. But they were aback. accurate into what yeah. time period, because if you know from when you watch episode two, the hairstyles... Yeah. Versus episode three and episode one. So it's like, okay, this fit in that particular area yeah i'm i i would i i approved of the non-de-aging because it left the authenticity to it it did and i love the breakout star of the show which happens to be 10 year old leia that she was the one of my favorite parts because there was a, some parts that i didn't like i'm not going to talk about that i'm talking about the great parts she and her dynamic with obi-wan just made the show special Oh, you know, it, yeah. it lifted, it lifted parts, uh, you know, because there's some episodes that were very generic. Their interactions lifted some of the lethargic dialogue above the material. So when they're on screen in a couple of those episodes that were not so good, those were the best parts of those episodes. There are a lot of Easter eggs. If you're yep. up to date on all things Star Wars, as far as the show, media and everything. Yep. You're going to eat there. There's some scenes in this that are very good. Yep. And I like how they're very much tying things together because you played uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, right? Yes, I played Jedi Fallen Order. Did, did, did you like how they went back to the same location from Jedi Fallen Order <laughs> I, in the I, series? I, yeah, I saw and that. you saw different parts of it? Yeah, I was like, I know that. I know that. You know. Dude, that's, that's where it's like, that's, yeah. I think, is we're really getting yeah. it with Star Wars. Yeah. And, and Andor... Uh, seeing that trailer for Andor, I'm very curious to see yeah, yeah. how that one goes. Yeah. Speaking of uh, future shows, there's a lot of good shows coming up. So I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to um, the fall season. So. One show that I watched over it was on Netflix, and that was the final season of Camp Cretaceous. How did it wrap up for you? How did you like the wrap up? It wrapped up very well. Okay. I thought it was, it, it gave closure to all the characters. I liked how they fit it in to the broader uh to the broader jurassic world story okay and if you're not familiar with it check it out on netflix but here's basically the premise how many seasons is it it's five seasons five people five, five. seasons okay five seasons really worth the watch the premise of the show is like jurassic world is up and running as we saw in the first jurassic world movie and during the events of that film, somebody got this bright idea to take a group of teenagers and put together this kind of summer camp on the island around the dinosaurs. Who thought this was a good idea? I don't Somebody know. Somebody was smart. Sarcasm, anyone? Coincidentally. <laughs> coincidence. I'm doing air, air quotes for those of you who don't watch this in video format. Coincidentally, the first group of campers that have gotten to this island for this program happens to be on the same week that the events of Jurassic World take place. And that's where the series starts, which is really great if you're if you've watched that and you wanted to see what happened off camera and then go back to some of the locations 
after the film had wrapped up, which I think was, which makes for some really compelling storytelling. And then as it progresses, it just broadens the lore around Jurassic World and Jurassic Park and all of this stuff. That's always a good thing. And when they get into their final season, not only are they tying into events leading into the second Jurassic World movie, but they managed to call back prior seasons characters. That's good. So there's a very good there the, the the conclusion of the series is very fulfilling because there are no loose ends. That's always good when a show is able to, you know, wrap everything up, you know, albeit, um, you know, channels or studio cancellations. It's good to wrap it up. Prob and, and the thing is, and here, and, and, and small spoiler on this. Small people, small. But if you watch season five, there is a reference and a whole story arc that ties right into Jurassic World Dominion. Okay. That's good to know. So not only do the events culminate in uh, a pivotal moment of, Dra of Jurassic World 2, Fallen Kingdom, but there is a reference and a setup and a nod to the original Jurassic Park franchise and Jurassic World Dominion. So I think there was very clever writing all the way across the board. I'll definitely have to check it out with a slew of other things that I'm going to be watching, and I'll mention one of those later. Yeah, so. I mean, most of the episodes are only about eight to ten episodes. They're about between. They're about fifteen episodes on average. They're about a half hour a piece, so it's not a terrible binge. Like I pretty much went through a season back to back because it was just so compelling. Um, but definitely check it out. It was a lot of fun to watch, um, and, and it was it was originally conceived and put out as a holdover for the next live action Jurassic Park film. And if you remember, if you've been a long time listener and go back to when we first talked about this show, I had said that and I stand by it now. This would have done very well as a live action series if they had the budget for it. It probably would have, you know, if you have good writing, you know, yeah, very good writing and the animation doesn't make things too fantastical. So I think it's very, it's got some very cool elements if you're a fan of the franchise. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was, uh, the last one. Um, yeah, I watched and then other nets been binging YouTube videos. Yeah. I was rewatching a history channel series on the, uh, on the enterprise and the, uh, Pacific theater of world war two. Okay. And the enterprise, the, the original enterprise, uh, CV six. Pretty cool. Yeah, um, I, I I've been watch a lot of random stuff on YouTube as well. Well, I like how YouTube uh, like history. You get some of the older history shows on YouTube now. Yeah. Because trying to find them on the on the app. I'm sorry, Discovery Plus. Uh, I'm gonna call you out on that. Yeah. You need to pull up that library of older shows and older documentaries and throw that up because there are a whole group of us I know who much rather watch some of the older documentary style content. Versus the uh, reality show. Nonsense. This guy right here. This guy. Um, Same thing with uh, CBS and get all of CSI Vegas OG CSI up <laughs> there because 
we got one of the things we were doing in new york is we were watching csi at night as we were getting ready for kind of hanging out before we went to bed and so did a lot of rewatching of csi miami and csi vegas i went to my cbs app or my paramount plus app yep pulled up the original csi they got the first season and then they got the last two that's interesting which is like okay season one and season 16 yeah or 20 something or whatever it is because that show ran forever <laughs> yeah and, that's a like, long there's show no, there's no you don't see season two through ten it's not there and they had a lot of really great story arcs yeah you, you know. can find all of csi miami find all of csi new york but you can't find all of csi og csi yeah well hopefully they put it up there one day i'm hoping so they even got the new csi vegas where they rebooted the show with some of the original cast. I saw that. I was like, okay. Speaking of reboots, let's talk about Comic-Con. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, Comic-Con. Uh, let's start off with the uh, artwork for X-Men 97. I did not get a chance to check any of this out. Yep. So, right. Tell me. So, Comic-Con came back with a roar. And one of the things, like you pointed out, one of my wow moments is the artwork for the X-Men 97. If you're not familiar, X-Men 97 is actually a sequel series that is being produced by Marvel Studios that pick up exactly at the end of the original X-Men animated series when, uh, spoiler alert, Professor X gets uh, has to go to the Shi'ar Empire because of his you know, disease illness, or whatever, but, yeah, illness, but for a lot of, for a whole generation, this is how we got introduced to the X-Men was this, this guy right was here. The, was this, this was guy. this animated yeah. cartoon. That was a Saturday morning cartoon that at the time was starting to address mm -hmm. content and material that you had a hard time finding that in adult shows. Yeah, it was great. And kids it, were addressing it. I mean, they did not pull punches. No, and they adapted a lot of the most famous arcs from the series up until that point from the comics. But speaking of it, they did drop uh, uh, images for uh, the animation. Most of the original voice cast is coming back. Some passed away, so they have to recast some. But the first image they showed up was the OG team. So it showcased all the OG team with some... New some nuances to their uniform a lot of it is still you know same old same old but one thing i noticed is that storm does have a mohawk this time um so you got the original ones that were part of the team there so gambit rogue jean uh, uh jean gray cyclops jubilee uh wolverine storm so those were the og then it showed magneto who's going to be leading the team uh, in the new series and they showed him in a new like purple uniform and he doesn't have his helmet on He's straight just letting the uh, locks flow But the third image showcased the extension because the X-Men are actually growing So they're gonna have extension, you know more members part of the team not just the OG um, so some of the people they showcase that are going to be part of the uh, are Part of the team this time around is Nightcrawler uh, Cable uh, Nightcrawler, Cable, Bishop, Forge. Forge was one of the characters from the animated. And the fifth one was Sunspot. So nice. they're going to be joining the X-Men as full-fledged members. That is going to be interesting And season two will, uh, will begin in fall 2023. So we're still a year out. We haven't um, even gotten yeah. the first season to drop, and they've already confirmed season two. Yeah. Of a season, no, they confirmed a season two in fall 2023 is when it, uh, the season one drops. So they're already in uh, uh, pre-production for a season two. Gotcha. So, Speaking of Marvel, 
Kevin Feige got up and did not disappoint by showcasing not only Phase 5. No, Phase 5. Phase 6. What? Phase 6? Phase 5 and 6. Yes. And now 5 looks like it has quite a few things going on. It has a lot of shenanigans, but the big thing for me um, is that we have an official date for Blade. November 3rd, 2023, guys. I can't wait to check and, that out. And the big thing that got me riled up. One of the big things that got me riled up. There's five things on this well, list. Oh, yeah. But one of the things. Daredevil. Born again. Which we already saw a yeah. teaser if you watch the She-Hulk yeah. trailer yeah. of him showing up Whoa. in an older style uniform. Yeah. And. Versus his newer style yeah. uniform. And. It's not going to be the six episode of shenanigan. Not even 12. How many 18, episodes? 18 episodes. 18. So you Daredevil. know what that means? It's going to be like four months of Daredevil. If they do an episode a week. So I'm excited for that. Well, it depends on how many they drop in the first one. Like we've yeah. seen uh, Kenobi drop the first two episodes on the first night. Yep. Andor's dropping three. Yep. Three. Three. I mean, yeah. Of a 12 episode series. So that helps. Um, so that'll be interesting. She-Hawk is going to be nine episodes. So. All right. Uh, and of course, we got a reveal for a uh, trailer reveal for Wakanda Forever. That trailer I watched multiple times. I cried every single time I watched it. I am so looking forward to seeing what they do um, because, you know, the, the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman. But it looks like in Ryan Coogler, we trust he's a great director. He's a great a script writer. So it looks like he's found Look a way. The success of the first one. Yeah. And the, the, hands down, that's the end of the conversation. And in if terms you, of his ability as a director and writer. If you're a comic book nerd like me, if you pay attention to the trailer, this is me putting my tinfoil hat on, might be hinting at Doctor Doom. Hint. Rumor. We shall see. Yeah. I mean, we see Namor, and yeah. that'll be pretty big to see how yeah. that plays out. Yeah, I am I am excited to see what's going to happen. But, you know, I, I hope they reveal Doctor Doom at some point because we are getting... A specific Avengers movie. Now you're a big yeah. Lord of the Rings fan, so they that, dropped that's the an understatement. Lord of the Rings. <sighs> like me being Lord of the Rings nerd, I have said this a hundred million fifty times on this podcast. Uh, bucket list are things I don't think they would ever do in my lifetime. Two things uh, was one is a Pokemon MMO, which they still haven't done, but they got close with Pokemon Arceus. And the other thing was that. I thought they would never do was adapt the second age of Middle Earth in some kind of format, and movie here we or TV. Have Amazon, who has dropped billions of dollars per episode, yes, to bring us the, the second, second age. age of Middle Earth, and, and it looks like it'll be very interesting to see. Watching this, I I I, I nerdgasm a lot because of all the stuff I know about Middle Earth and a lot of stuff I know about the history, the first age, the second age, all about the Valar, about the rise and fall of Numenor, and everything that happens in the second age. Every little tidbit in that 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 full trailer showcased to me that they are going to adapt this part of Middle Earth that most of us don't know and make it amazing. Alrighty, um, and the last thing to wrap up is the D and D uh, Honor Among Thieves trailer dropped. I will leave this one to you since you are the D and D I got expert. Since with since with this is like the first time I've heard Comic Con having so much D and D related content because I know um, uh, people from Realmsmith were out there. People from Critical Role was out there. That's awesome. Yeah, I did There's see that. So many people in the TTRPG space and D and D 
there at Comic-Con. And of course, Wizards pulled out all the Hasbro and Wizards pulled out all the stops and they showed off the trailer for the new D&D movie, Honor Among Thieves, which is due to come out in March 2023. Yep. And they had the cast up there for a panel and the I had I mean, I like the last D&D film that never they saw released. It. I never saw it. It was Marlon Wayans and Jeremy Irons, and it it wasn't bad. But this one is like, okay, we're, it's on. Yeah. From the feeling I got watching it, just the, the surface level I know about D&D, when I watched it, I thought about you, Scoob, because I thought about this must be how a D&D game goes. And I, and that's the vibe they were going for. And I yep. like how this one's actually done by Wizards. This one's done. This isn't somebody taking the IP and writing a story. This is and we've seen and I, we've seen this with several studios. Like, let's take a look at the studio that does League of Legends. OK, they wanted to adapt their property to another media rather than source out somebody else to do it. They wrote, they turned it in house, and we got Arcane, which is one of the best animated shows I've seen in the last few years. Marvel, for years, has handed out their character rights to different studios. Yep. And with the exception of a few gems, Spider-Man Two, Days of Future Past, Days of Future, yeah, aside from a few gems in all of that time, yeah. it wasn't until Marvel went in-house with Marvel Studios and gave us Iron Man that now we have this juggernaut of a franchise. So I'm optimistically thinking that we're going to see when, when this drops, it's going to do well because the content and the property are being handled by people who are passionate about it yep. and not somebody else. Yep. And, and March is looking like a good month of the, that year. The funniest thing is the fact that there was a whole, there was actually a bit of drama after that trailer dropped. Really? What yep. kind of drama? The tra If you watch the trailer, the druid character turns into an owl bear. Okay. Which is a part of a, or part of a druid ability called wild shape. Okay. They can transform into any beast. Ah. Here's the catch. Owlbear is technically not a beast per the monster manual. It is a monstrosity, which means it was created by magic. Hmm. Interesting. So per rules as written, druids cannot turn into owlbears. That's interesting. However, Rule zero always applies, <laughs> and that is the What's dungeon master can overwrite the rule because in the end, the goal is to have fun. Okay. So that is the that was part of the response is like, well, if you want to be an if you want to turn into an owlbear, turn into an owlbear. We can make it work. There you go. It's that's what it is. But that was a little bit. People were kind of some some diehard rules as written only people, but the rest of a lot of a lot of others of us who are like rule of cool. <laughs> I'm sorry, rule of cool. This is going to be fun. Let it ride. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm not going to no enjoy the ride. Yeah, enjoy you the know, ride. Let's if it fits the film, you know it's a different medium. If it fits the story, it works. 
And I like the cast. I like the interaction of the cast. Um, Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> their their, their I interactions mean, look good. I love watching Chris Pine's work. He yeah. has such a great presence. Yeah, he has this aura about him. Like even in in crappy films, he just makes those scenes just lively. Shadow yeah. Recruit. Um, and, and but the thing is, and even the even when he's in a, a a supporting role character, not the main character, it's still it's, he he brings a different kind of air to it because yeah. I, I just really enjoy his stuff. And, and of course, this is a guy who's got some major franchises tied to his name. Yep, Star Trek. Name one. Being one of the biggest ones. Yeah. So, but this yeah. might be the next big one. So, March 2023 is looking like a fun month. Not it only is. do we have D&D, that's when the Aquaman sequel comes out. So, we're going to have two juggernauts in March of next year. So Especially far. now that they've announced that it's confirmed that Ben Affleck's Batman will be in Aquaman 2. Yep. Even if it's just a little cameo, that just makes it more exciting. Nope. Oh. I'm good with that. I mean, yes. we got Michael Keaton's Batman in the Flash movie. Does that movie exist? Well, it so far, the Batgirl one has been canceled. Yeah, there's reasons for that. You go into it, all but the that news websites. All, that's That was post-production, wasn't yep. it? It was ready to drop. It, they, 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 they were still filming it. They were $90 million in, and uh, the new owners of uh, uh, Warner Brothers, because it's Warner Brothers Discovery now, said, not worth it. And just, yeah, that's what it said. That's what the news report said. They're cutting their losses and writing off as a tax write-off. So... Wow. Yeah. Because they said uh, test uh, test viewings of the of the movie were terrible. So they said instead of releasing terrible, we're just going to cut our losses. You know what? That's smart. And they're they're keeping the Flash is still coming out in June of next year. There probably won't be another one after it. Yep. That's all wrapped up because yep. all the shenanigans going on with yep. Ezra Miller. But uh, word on the street is it's actually a pretty good movie. That's why they're going to hopefully you know. People outside of the nerddom probably don't know a lot of stuff that's happening with Ezra, so it probably won't affect them. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, to be fair, uh, Secrets of Dumbledore was a snore and, a, and and just horrible, in my opinion, in terms of the fact it wasn't a very engaging movie. And that was the last project we saw Ezra Miller do. Yep. And now we've got the new Flash. So it's like, all right, let's see how this goes. Yep. So all the thing left is, uh, you know, seeing Henry Cavill come back as uh, Superman. Yep. And rumors is it is he's fighting Black Adam in Black Adam movies, so we'll see if that happens. We shall see. Yeah. It'll be nice to it'll be nice to kind of see that 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 bit in there. Um, Black Adam should be a lot of fun to watch. Oh yeah, Rock always gets me to go see his movies. So if you smell with the rockets cooking. Oh yeah. Alrighty, so I think uh, I think the only thing left on our list, our to-do list, is odds and ends. Yo, yes, our fabled odds and ends. So there's not a lot, but some we unique got a ones. Of stories. We've been running a little long today, so thank you for sticking with us so far. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's get a couple wrap, odds and ends. Um, end on some weird notes. So oddly uh, enough, I I think I want to do the second story first, and that's the. Uh, the what is it the 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 peanut race yeah peanut race so um as reported in the ripley's there was a colorado man who used his nose uh, to push a peanut 12.6 miles up pike's peak and if nobody knows what pike's peak is it's a mountain in colorado there's a 53 year old colorado resident uh trek up a 14,011 a 115 foot mountain 
Seven days pushing a peanut to the summit using his nose. And there's a picture in this with a him with some kind of contraption on his face for yeah. his nose for doing this peanut. And yeah. so yeah, that's he, hardcore. Yeah, that's hardcore. That's dedication. So he made a homemade contraption quote uh, out of a spoon taped to a CPAP sleep machine. End quote. Mm -hmm. So oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that is dedication. That's all I gotta say is because I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> what well, they I like how we're here. It's like he broke the record set in 1929 when somebody else, when it was previously done and that person took 22 days. Yes. So the fact he did it in seven. That's dedication, guys. But his name will be remembered for years to come. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And our other story for tonight, since we talked about vacations and oceans and different visiting, let's talk about a company that is turning crab into whiskey. Yes. As an article reported in NPR, um, there is this distillery that is the, the way they are fighting invasive crabs is by turning them into whiskey. Now, this is this is a species called green crabs. They're an invasive species, which means they're destroying yeah. the local uh, the local the local. What's the word I'm looking for? Ecosystem. Thank you. <laughs> destroying the local ecosystem. So yeah. and they've been doing it for 200. Species, most yeah. governments are like free reign. Get yeah. as many as you can. Well, what are you going to do when you get them? Um, I don't know, but this uh, New Hampshire distillery decided, hey, we're going to take these whiskey. crabs and make in a crab-flavored whiskey. So, quote, green crabs are so abundant that it's going to take a lot more than whiskey to curb this population, but it'll probably bring some awareness to the issue and actually uh, invent some creative solutions to do it. Well, considering this is an invasive species since the 1800s. Yeah. So it's been, they've been invasive for a long time, but that just means a lot of crabs, a lot of whiskey, people, a lot of whiskey. Um, so, yeah, so it's a good, uh, not only is it creating a new flavor of whiskey, but it's also helping to probably curtail some ecosystem you know I dynamics. Think just for giggles, I would try this. Yeah. Now we've heard some really crazy drink choices. Again, I'm going to reference the uh, uh, mentioned previously, French fried flavored vodka from Arby's. Yes, I would try that. Yes. So, and I would try this too. Yeah. Vodka and whiskey. Yeah. So, and just to add some more into this, like um, the mixture, a quote, is a mixes of spices like mustard seed, coriander, and cinnamon, um, then combines it with a bourbon base. So, also, quote, the, the bottle of whiskey uses about a pound of green cab. Uh, green crabs, but one distillery alone isn't going to make much of a dent into the population. So they're hoping that there'll be more uh, solutions to this crab problem. But hey, I think I'll try to grab some of this whiskey. Probably. I think that would be worth. That would be a good way to end, uh, see ourselves out. All right. Um. So thank you for checking us out. Uh, you guys are wonderful and amazing. Thank you all. Again, a shout out and a thank you to Sirenscape. They uh, make a lot of great soundboards and background music. Namaste. Thank all you. All types of tabletop experiences, sci-fi, fantasy, all kinds of things. Check them out at Sirenscape.com. If you want to support the studio, the best thing you can do that is subscribe, leave us, leave us a review, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but if you'd like to do more, we there is a Patreon. It still exists. You can head on over to patreon.com slash scuba studio and consider being a patron. We do there have some go. behind the scenes stuff that we post on occasion, a few other things, uh, but a lot of it is it just helps us keep doing this show. So if you enjoy it, 
please give us a review give us a like and uh check us out and we will see you at our next episode peace i'll try that i'll try that whiskey i like crab i'm sure you will i'm sure you will yeah but then i would do the fry of vodka too <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure you'd do that too yeah.